The Time Traveler's Guide to Not Getting Caught. Chapter 5. That Time I French Kissed Socrates. I know what you're wondering, and the answer is yes. Socrates is, in fact, a fantastic kisser. And the other answer is no. No, I did not enjoy it. Don't look at me like that. I can distinguish between a good and bad kisser without actually enjoying the kiss, okay? You mean you've never watched a movie before and thought it was a high quality movie, but you just didn't enjoy it that much? I'm just saying he had good form and soft lips. Oh, oh, so now I'm gay because I can admit that Socrates has soft, supple lips that felt like two fluffy clouds? I mean, I'm just saying he had really good form and soft lips. You can think I'm gay. I don't care. I'm very secure with my sexuality. That's why I partook in an orgy of significant proportion, filled with togas and democracy and lots of beautiful ancient women. Yeah, there were a lot of ancient men there too, but I'll tell you one thing that separates me from all those Athenian men. I was the only one circumcised. Alright, so where was I? Oh yeah, I came back from Philadelphia having almost been choked to death. When come to think about it, surviving Philly with only a small strangling could be considered a good trip to the city. So first thing I do is take off the outfit and wig and I microwave some frozen taquitos. And as the microwave cooks them, I think, thank you, Ben Franklin, for discovering electricity. So I sit down on the couch and I eat my taquitos and I turn the TV on, but I don't feel like watching Nickelodeon anymore. So I channel surf until I find a rerun of Deal or No Deal and I start to really get into it, choosing my suitcase and yelling at the contestants every time they make a decision that differed from mine. So then I finish my meal and I go to sleep. I wake up the next day feeling pretty good. I mean, I had this awesome invention that could take me anywhere at any time, but I had only seen the tip of the iceberg. What magical place should I go to next? The first place I had chosen was based on who I wanted to speak with, my hero, Benjamin Franklin, who kind of turned out to be a bit of a dick. I mean, sure, I tried fooling around with his daughter, but still, the dude drove drunk and lied to my face about not being part of a revolution. But now I was thinking I wanted to go somewhere more fun, where people were more liberated and didn't need to wear big white wigs everywhere they went. So I did a search on Bing for the sexiest times on earth and a lot of pornographic results started coming up. An hour later, I decided I needed a different method of finding a time to travel to. So I start channel surfing, hoping I would get an ID on TV when I see Animal House. And so I thought, okay, I guess I could go for some John Belushi. And so I watched the movie and I'm laughing and then they have a toga party. And that's when I knew the next time period I wanted to visit. Ancient Athens. So I rip off my bed sheet and I try making a toga, but I fail miserably. So I go to Ask Jeeves to find out how to make a toga from a bed sheet. But then I realize Ask Jeeves is no longer a thing. So I Google how to do it instead. So I find instructions and I make a pretty good toga and I'm all ready to go when I feel a little tired. So I decide to go to bed first and head out in the morning. But when I go to bed, I realize that I just used my sheet to make a toga and I didn't have any backup sheets. So I untoga my bed sheet and I put it back on my bed and I go to sleep. So I wake up the next day ready for my big adventure, but I forget how to make a toga. So I have to Google it all over again. But as I'm Googling, I start reading about the history of togas for two hours and then I'm feeling a little exhausted. So I take a quick cat nap on the couch and then I wake up and then I feel like I'm ready. So I remake my toga, put in 400 BC, enter the tooth and I'm suddenly standing in front of the Parthenon. My first thought was, I really should have worn underwear beneath my toga. And my second thought was, did they have baklava before Christ? 
So I look around ancient Athens and I realize how quite lovely it is. I mean, how the hell did human beings create such amazing structures so long ago? Although to be fair, I am pretty amazed at what people build in Minecraft. But I gotta say, this is significantly more impressive. So I walk through the city and I find myself a large bazaar with a bunch of ancient people selling things I had never seen before. That's when I realized that I had spent the bulk of my research on how to make togas from bedsheets and didn't know anything about the actual time period. So two things I knew were that one, Socrates was alive, and two, Athenians were known for their orgies. And that was enough info for me to know that I wanted to visit this wondrous society. So there I was, walking through the ancient city, but what I really wanted to be doing was participating in an orgy. But I'm new to the city, so I don't really know how to get to an orgy. So I start walking while saying, Orgy? Anyone looking to recruit for an orgy? Now, I may not be the best looking guy in the world, but if there was a fantasy draft for an orgy, I should at least get drafted, you know? I mean, maybe not first or second, but definitely in the later rounds. But despite my subtle inquiries for an orgy, I just couldn't find any. That's when I started wondering if I should have just gone to Sparta instead. But then I realized I would have looked completely inadequate with my shirt off amongst those beastly men with their giant six packs. No, Athens was the smart place to go. I just had to find an orgy. So I'm starting to get hungry as I pass through the bazaar. And that's when I realized I didn't have any Athenian money and really just, I just did not come prepared. But even if I had been prepared and I wanted to get Athenian money before I came, how was I supposed to come buy it? It's not like I could go to a local store and buy some Athenian shells or whatever they use as currency. I mean, I guess I could technically go back home for an hour and eat some taquitos, but I mean, if I did that, would I really come all the way back to ancient Athens? So I take a seat on an ancient Athenian bench and my ass is all sweaty so it sticks to the rock. And that's when I see several people making their way over to a nearby building for some reason. So as they say, when in Rome, I wasn't in Rome, but I mean, it's close enough, right? So I join the crowd and I head over to where everyone's going. And that's when I realize Socrates is giving one of his famous seminars and everyone is gathering around to listen to him. And that's when I see Socrates for the first time. I gotta say, he was pretty old with this white hair and a belly, but I'll tell you what. And again, look, I am not gay. I'm just an unbiased observer. Sure, I mean, he was old, but he was still hot. He just had it, you know? He had ancient big dick energy. He was like an old-timey Sean Connery. So there he was, standing before a hundred people, giving indispensable advice, and I didn't have any idea a single word he was saying. It was then that I realized through all my journeys, I would have this problem because people weren't always going to be speaking English. I mean, having a bunch of free time, I could learn several languages and really immerse myself in the cultures that I visited, but that seemed like a lot of work. And I'm sure if Socrates was saying anything special that it would have already been written down somewhere, so I wasn't really too concerned. So I'm standing with some toga-clad people, listening to Socrates talk, and it was really cool. But to be honest, I was getting a little bored. I mean, if I understood what he was saying, then I'm sure I would have been more entertained. But I was just standing in a group of togas listening to some sexy Bernie Sanders talk to a bunch of Athenian people. And then everyone around me laughs. So of course I make sure to laugh louder than all of them so they think I not only understand the joke, but I understand it better than them. I really wanted to take my phone out and play some Candy Crush, but I couldn't because that would have drawn attention to me. Plus, because I had no pockets, I had to duct tape it to my thigh because the alternative would have been leaving my phone at home, and it's impossible for me to go anywhere without my phone. 
so I was stuck having to mentally entertain myself for this entire seminar. And then the old sexy man finishes speaking and people begin forming a line to speak to him. And so I thought, all right, I guess I'll wait in line and shake his hand because when's the next time I'm going to have this opportunity? So I wait in line as everyone takes a quick moment to talk to him. And then it's my turn. And Socrates looks at me with the brightest blue eyes you've ever seen. And he says, what can I do for you, brother? Or at least that's what I assume he said. And now I figure, well, there's no way I can say anything he'll understand, but I'm sure they get foreigners all the time. So I say, would you happen to know where the closest orgy is? He doesn't understand what I'm saying, but he reaches out with his two glorious, warm hands and places them on mine and motions for me to wait beside him. So I nod because I figure people in ancient Athens know what nodding means. And there I was, standing next to Socrates as he finishes speaking with the line of people, all of whom are super excited to speak with him, as if he were the Pope or Leonardo DiCaprio. So Socrates stays until the very last person, and then he glances over at me, and then he says something I don't understand, and then he motions for me to walk with him, and so of course I do, because when Socrates tells you to walk with him, you walk with him. And then he takes me to a restaurant, and that's when I realize we're getting food. So we get served our meal, and it's actually pretty good. I mean, maybe Deborah Franklin should take a trip back to ancient Athens and learn a thing or two. Then it was time for dessert, and I thought, Here's the moment I find out if they have baklava in ancient Athens. And then we get served a fancy dessert, and that's when I realize that I have no idea what baklava looks like, or even tastes like. Either way, the dessert was great, and Socrates paid for my meal because he's a gentleman. And that's when things got weird. Socrates reaches out across the table and puts his big, beautiful hand atop mine and just keeps it there, and I think, can I turn down Socrates? And when I ask that question, it isn't like, oh, I'm incapable of resisting this man. It's more like, if I turn him down, will something bad happen to me? You know, like, I don't know how powerful he is. But then, after my heart stopped racing, I wonder if his gesture was just a friendly gesture and not a sexual one. But then he squeezes my hand. And then I wonder, is squeezing my hand a friendly gesture or a sexual one in ancient Athens? But then he stands and motions for me to follow him. So I follow him because it's getting dark and I have nowhere to stay. And I'm a little curious about where this whole Socrates thing is going, so I just head along. So I follow the Greek god to this palace that had a crystal clear pool in front, and I'm thinking, I really don't want to have sex with Socrates. But then we head inside, and we're greeted by the super hot woman who I instantly knew was the love of my life. But then another super hot woman appears, and I get confused because now I love both of these women. And then a couple men appear, and I wonder if they were dating the loves of my life. But then the two men kiss each other. And now I'm thinking, well, that's good. That means these women might still be available. But then the women start kissing each other. And that's when I realize this is how orgies start in ancient Athens. And then Socrates kisses me. Now, I already told you how the kiss was, so there isn't much reason to delve into any more detail on the matter. It was just a kiss, okay? Just a kiss. Just a wonderful, confusing, sexy kiss. And it was worth doing it too because then I got to kiss the loves of my life as several other people ushered into the room, all kissing each other. Now I could go into detail, but this book isn't all about the sexy details of a toga-clad orgy. All I'll say on the matter is that now I understand why togas are made of bedsheets. It's because once you take them off, you've got something soft to make love on. Now at this point of time though, I'd yet to partake in some of the sexy fun because I had a problem. My phone was taped to my inner thigh so I had to find somewhere to hide it before I could get naked in front of everyone. So I find a good place to hide the phone behind a pillar, and that's when I look out at the scene and I think, well, I just have to take a picture of this. 
So I did. And that's when things got bad. Oh, why? Why did I have the auto-flash on? feel like that stupid option only exists to out people who are covertly taking pictures because the moment I take the picture, the whole room lights up and the phone makes a little noise and people start to get scared and I hear shouts in their language and I don't speak it at all, but I heard Sparta several times and I realize that everyone thinks Sparta is in some way attacking them or something. And so everyone rushes to pick up their bedsheets and retoga while I hide behind the pillar, naked, with my phone in hand, thinking, I was about to end my six and a half year sex drought, and now I ruined it all because I had to be the world's first pornographer. So, that's my unfortunate story about traveling to ancient Athens in search of an orgy, only to find one and ruin it by making everyone think Sparta was attacking. But the lesson I learned traveling back to 400 BC Athens is this. If you're gonna find yourself participating in an orgy with Socrates and you feel compelled to take a picture, just make sure you've got the flash off first. Thanks for listening, and please subscribe and rate the podcast to help me get more of the positive attention I so sorely need. Follow the show on Instagram at Time Traveler's Guide Podcast and me at Anonymous Time Traveler 69. New episodes out Thursday nights at 8.